have to invest in your relationship. Yeah. You know, think about it. We're always investing in our friendships and our work relationships, even helping our mm. children, right? Which of course we have right. to. And normally mm. who comes last? A your partner. We're Richard and Laura Bainey, a husband and wife who have the unique and rewarding experience of not only doing life together, but business as well. And we wouldn't have it any other way. But the reality is it's not always easy. For 30 years of marriage and having started and grown multiple multi-seven figure businesses together, we know exactly how hard it can be to juggle business, family, and life. While at the same time, trying to keep the passion, unity, and adventure in our relationship. That's what this podcast is all about. The Couplepreneur Life. Welcome to this episode of the Couplepreneur Life podcast. And in this episode, we have got a power couple um, that we're going to be bringing to you, John and Catherine Gordon. Love this couple. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely a power couple. They're to, on their own. They're powerhouses. Mm-hmm. But together, they'll just simply melt your face off. <laughs> yeah, but John Gordon, if you don't know John Gordon, you need to get to know John Gordon. Um, he's a best-selling author and um, um, leadership coach, um, best-selling author. He's written like 27 books, right. for, you know, all bestseller. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite, the Energy Bus. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a leadership coach for uh, Fortune 500 companies, um, professional, collegiate sports teams. Um, he's been featured on every media outlet, just too numerous to even mention. Mm-hmm. Just uh, and alongside him, standing alongside him, is his yes, lovely wife, his beautiful wife, Catherine. Yeah. And Catherine um, is, of course, a wife and a mother, a businesswoman, movie producer. But most importantly, she is a um, host of her very own podcast called Catherine for Real. And Catherine on her podcast keeps it real she's she, she definitely keeps it real so that's we encourage stuff. you to go out and, and follow Catherine. um but without further ado oh and also well, that's one more thing co-authors of the book relationship grit and we're gonna be talking an awful lot about that in this interview so let's get to it all right one of my favorite questions to ask i think yeah. um how how you met questions are always great because how you met yeah. um questions or, or how people meet normally is something that is off the wall, right? Or just happenstance or or whatever it might be, coincidence, whatever. And you guys' story definitely is. Literally, if Catherine hadn't been walking down the street, right? When John was standing outside, you guys wouldn't have met. So tell tell us a little. Yeah, I will. That's exactly what happened. That's when you know it's a God thing. I was walking out of a restaurant and I happened to walk in front of his new bar that he opened. He was standing in the doorway and asked me to come in and have a drink. Now, I didn't. Um, I wasn't interested. But uh, fast forward two weeks later, I'm at a fundraising event. And again, up comes this guy, this bar owner, and he insists on getting my phone number and uh, got my phone number. And long story short, we ended up getting together and talking all night on the couch about God. After wow. a lot of rejections along the way. And the funny <laughs> thing is, when I saw at the Best of Atlanta event, just standing there talking to a guy, this day, she said I was talk- she was talking to a guy. I don't remember her talking to anyone. I just saw her. Mm-hmm. And Good. obviously, the guy was an obstacle in my way that I literally had... <laughs> No idea he was there. I moved him out of the way and just focused right on her. And to this day, don't remember he was staying there. Talked to her, got her number. She said no a bunch of times. And our last conversation before we went out, I said, look, either we go out tonight 
well, we're never going out because she kept canceling on me. I said, you can cancel on me all these times. So either we go out tonight or we're never going out. I had to give the ultimatum. And she finally said, yes. Honestly, uh, I, I was just, I was so shocked that this guy was nervy enough to say that to me. Like he was that great. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I was going for, I was going for broke though. You know, I was going for broke. Either. You're all Win in. Or lose, let's go. That's right. I love. It. I think there's great uh, business uh, tips in there as well about not uh, not I, hearing I no. Have, Keep. I've written about. You know, we talked about relationship grit, right? Yes. And a big part of success is grit. Is just not giving up. And mm. I wasn't going to give up. You know, it was love at first sight for me. For her, it right. took a while. Right. For me, it was love at first sight. Oh, I can so relate to that. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you just mentioned. Let's get into that. Mm. You know. Um, you know, you've come up with a, a method, a system that, you know, on how you can have a, a much uh, richer, fuller um, relationship. And you give it an acronym of GRIT. What does GRIT stand for? Yeah, it stands for God, Resolve, Invest Together. Mm -hmm. And so you have to bring God into your relationship. And we we talk about in the book how we, we did that. Mm -hmm. And it's always an ongoing journey. Uh, for us. And then you have to resolve to stay together and work it out. So many times it's so easy to give up. People want to walk away, mm. but you know what? Stay where you're planted. The grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener mm. where you water it. Right. Absolutely. Catherine, right. can I ask you, I want to get to the rest of the grip, but with resolve, give yep. give me an example or something that happened in, in your you guys' marriage where you had to resolve that you're staying together. Well, I mean, there's the big one, which was when John uh, dropped the bomb that he um, had cheated on me in the beginning of our marriage. So this is 12 years in or 13 years into our marriage. By then, we had both been followers of Christ wow. and he was, you know, we were living that life. But he kept feeling like he had to, to share this with me, that he had mm -hmm. to get it off his chest. Well, you know, and it just so happened that I was in a position where I wasn't feeling connected in our relationship. I had went to lunch that day with some friends and one friend was separating from her husband. Another mm -hmm. one was getting divorced. Another one's husband was cheating. It was, and I left and I was feeling really insecure about us. So John comes home from work and we go on a walk on the beach and I'm, you know, sharing with him how disconnected I felt. And literally he stops dead in his tracks, turns around and looks at me and says, I have something to tell you. Oh, oh. <laughs> not always, not always the best timing. Uh -huh. you know, right. I didn't always have the best timing and <laughs> didn't have the best time to share, share that. But I, I felt like I needed to tell her the truth. And it, it wasn't because I was trying to get the guilt, you know, out of me. It was the fact that I, I knew we weren't as connected as we could be. And God kept prompting me because I had become a follower of Jesus at that time. I had become a person of faith. I was not happy about what I had done. I, I was not um, proud of what I had done, but I also knew that I was no longer that person. And I needed to tell her what I had done because that secret was something mm -hmm. I was keeping from her and needed to tell her. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it, it was something that I, I I knew might end our relationship, but I also thought it would make us stronger. She took it a lot worse than I thought, actually, though. Like, mm -hmm. so I, 
even though I thought it could be bad, I thought she was going to say, well, you're not that person anymore. I know who you are now. But she felt such betrayal mm-hmm. that it really did affect her in, a, in a, 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 a big way. And so resolve was a huge part of that. Before we got to resolve, though, that's where the God came in. Like we had to bring God into our relationship. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So how so did like, you Yeah. How did you, God. Catherine, resolve? How did you then determine? Because obviously you just got that bomb dropped in your lap. And even though it was 12 years ago for you at that moment, it was brand new. Right. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, Mm. I didn't immediately forgive him. As a matter of fact, you know, you have to understand uh, my history. Like if anybody was going to be cheating, it should have been me. (laughs) You were a little little wild. (laughs) I was always the one that was more sexually open, to be honest. And I don't, you know, like not with, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the Puritan. I used to joke that he came over on the Mayflower. (laughs) The year that he had done this, it rocked mm. my world mm. and I didn't have sex with anyone. That's important to know though. That was not something that I did, but it was, right. that, that still doesn't absolve me of what I did, but there was flirting. There was other, other extracurricular mm. things that I shouldn't have been doing, mm. yeah. but I had the opportunity to. And the thing was, I walked away from the moment that could have been really bad. That would have been, I think the end of me as a, person in the end of our relationship if I would have done that. Well, but it still wasn't good and it was still cheating. No, so. but I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. And I mm. didn't plan on talking about, but I think we should because yeah. what John, what happened to John that last day when he was with this woman that he was going to be having sex with, I it, it was a God thing. Like God intervened. And so I think that's yeah. a big big part of it. Yeah, like it and literally the veil came undone the fantasy that was there. And I think this happens for a lot of couples. It was like a fantasy. Yeah. And all of a sudden God veil for me when I'm in the moment and literally could have, I said, I can't do this. Wow. And I left. It was like all of a sudden I saw so clearly what was happening. And I walked out of there and I said, I will mm-hmm. never do ever again. And will never put myself in a position like this ever again that prepared me because I wasn't a writer and speaker at that point it prepared me for when I did become one and then became well known and was traveling everywhere it really prepared me to never put myself in positions like that ever, ever again so for me it was a blessing now right but at the time in our marriage in our relationship you learn these lessons later on but at the time it, it was tough and then telling her tougher because Catherine didn't want to hear that at first. Oh, I'm a better person now because of it. She's like, yeah, you yeah. cheated on me. It didn't right. matter. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I felt the hurt and the betrayal. But, but what happened was when I told her she didn't want to talk to me, she was angry. She was upset. Mm. And it was during that time that I'm on a plane going to a speaking engagement and she was thinking about divorcing me. And I'm telling this stranger next to me, mm-hmm. everything that's going on, I'm telling my life story. He doesn't know who I am, but I'm telling him my life story. He said, you know, my wife and I say a prayer every night before bed. And it's a really important prayer for us. And it's really helped us connect and become stronger together. He told me his prayer, but I don't really even remember it. But I remember saying, God, what's my prayer? Like, what's our prayer? What prayer do you want for us in our relationship? And Literally, God gave me a prayer. I wrote it down on a napkin. I started saying it every night before bed, but Catherine would not say it. You want to take it from here? You well, yes. Well, this is where the resolve comes in. So there was that God part, but I wasn't immediately, you know, ready to forgive him. I honestly, I tried to cheat on him. 
And well, that's another part of the God part. I didn't Mm. expect to talk about right now, but I was so angry. All I wanted to do was hurt him back. Mm -hmm. And I put myself in a position to cheat on him and it didn't, it couldn't happen again. It was another weird thing that came over where I just was like, you know, Oh my gosh, I got it. I can't do this. And so it's not the book though, is it? It's, I don't think it is. Yeah, book. Oh, yeah. book number two. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's you, you went pretty book, deep in the book though. You didn't go that deep. Yeah. Uh, we did for sure. I guess yeah. there was something that's gonna be in volume two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, but what happened, and this is so important that he was very, very consistent in his desire to number one, show me his remorse, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And number two, to really show me that he wasn't that person anymore. And actually number three, that he loved me. Mm -hmm. And so he said this prayer every night. It didn't matter Mm -hmm. if he was traveling, he'd get on the phone. He'd say it with my kids, even in the beginning when I didn't want to pick up the phone. And then one night I was laying there and I had had memorized the prayer in my head, but I would never say it out loud. And one night he started to say the prayer and he always used to try to grab my hand and I'd pull it away. And this particular night, I actually reached over and I grabbed his hand and I said the prayer with him. And I knew that that was the night that I had started to forgive him. Mm. And that led us to our healing journey. And the result, the result part was I resolved to just pursue her. I resolved to love Mm. her. I resolved to write notes every single day and would leave her these loving notes by the coffee machine, by the refrigerator, by her um, sink where she, where she uh, washes her face. I would write all these notes and mm-hmm. she would read these notes each day. Mm-hmm. So I constantly pursued, constantly loved, resolved to just stay committed to her, whether she was going to forgive me or not. I was going to do the right thing every single day to just let her know how sorry I was, how wrong I knew I was, mm-hmm. and then to, to love her in the process. So you got to resolve to stick together. And that resolve sometimes is it's easy to walk away, but you have to say, no matter what, we're going to find a way through this. If you both want to make it work, which is a late, which is the T, which we can get to later. And there's sure. something I, I want to say, because, you know, listen, this is, this is the transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have struggles in our relationship yeah. and, you know, it's, there's a, you know, there's people will stray. The one thing I want to tell any couple that might be struggling with this The one thing that John did, like I said before, was his consistency in showing his his remorse and desire to be forgiven. But also I had to build trust. And so at any moment I might say, give me your phone or because I was feeling so insecure and I'm not proud of those moments, you know, and for me, but I have to give him so much credit because no matter what I asked, no matter I would ask him to share over and over the same story of, you know, each woman, there was three of them, by the way. And, uh, I was 29, 29, he's got to pick up, but I mean, I wanted to hear like in detail, like I would think about something, but you know, I have to say he never, I know he's like, Oh, he, he never wavered. He answered my questions. He never got irritated. He never said, I'm so over this. I'm leaving, which a lot of couples that does happen to. And that in itself is what, 
it it absolutely gained my trust and okay. brought my love back. And even if a couple is not dealing with a big thing like this, maybe they're just dealing with the kids are going crazy and they're they're fighting a lot when when the kids are young and yeah. they're stressed all the time and they're dealing with work and business and life and they come to to hate each other because they're just so busy and stressed. They don't have any positive interactions. That's also where the resolve comes in that says, you know what? This is temporary. Let's resolve to work out our differences. Let's resolve to get through this tough time. And let's make sure that we're going to still work towards the same vision and goal that we have for a strong relationship, for great kids. We do talk about vision and purpose in the book because you have to have a shared vision and purpose that you're going to resolve to continue to work towards. So I think I think that's important because not everyone's going to have a cheating thing like we have, but they're going to have sometimes daily issues with times where you just want to walk away or where someone else seems more excited about you than your spouse or where someone else is giving you more attention than your spouse. And it's in those moments you have to remember, no, we resolved to stick together and we're going to do that. Yeah. That's right amazing. On. And you guys were, that was in about your, um, what year did that happen, John? You're like five or six in our, in our marriage. It happened like four or five in our marriage. But then I told her year 13. Okay. Again, so, so. this is, you know, I came to faith around 2006, 2007, you know, this happened around 2001, you know, the last time it happened. And then, so I had been on this journey of, faith and and self-growth and working on myself and really in many ways became a different person. Then you realize the issues you have. Again, we all Mm -hmm. come into relationships broken with issues, with challenges, with wounds of our past that cause us to act in ways that we're not proud of. And I think a big part of a relationship is to heal together. So we go through those tough times. We're going to resolve to heal together that we take our imperfect past and, and create not a perfect marriage, but become more whole in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and no, go ahead, Catherine. this information in 2011. So, yeah. right. Okay. So 2011 is when you found out. Yeah. So, and we're in you know, 2023 now. So however many years, that's 12, 12 years, right? right. 12 years yeah. of, of past that. Think, think of what would have happened had you not both determined to be resolved, right? And, and look back over your life over the last 10, 12 years and all the things that you've been able to accomplish, your marriage and your family stay together. You've got two kids, um, both, you know, um, late teens, early 20s, right? Around there. Early 20s. Early, early 20s, 20s yeah. right. So think of, of what would have happened to your family had you guys not determined to be resolved. And like Catherine, you said, it didn't happen overnight. It was hard. It was hard. But now look at you, right? And that's the hope that I want to give others that might be watching who are just like, we are ready to throw in the towel. We're we're just ready. Look at John and and Catherine. Um, They've gone through a lot. They determined to be resolved. And now they've got a, a, a marriage anyone would be envious of to wonderful children, their family stayed intact, right. and now they're serving others in, in powerful ways. So I know when you're when you're in the middle of it, you're thinking, oh, I'm I'm done. Try to look past that. Look at at at, at where you could be, just like with John and Catherine. Right. Mm-hmm. It, or it's why we wrote the book. We wanted couples to stay together. This book is for people who might not stay together, but they need to stay together. It's not for the couples that are dealing with abuse and you should part ways and get out of there. This is for the couples that are struggling, that want to give up, but we're saying don't. Because on the other side of that Mm -hmm. is going to be a lot more joy, a lot more love, a lot more intimacy, an amazing relationship that that we have now. And our kids, 
have seen that. Yes. We're a testament to that. And it's so funny because we told the kids what had happened. Like when yeah. Catherine found out, we shared it with the kids what had happened. And now we even talk about that. Like we openly like, oh yeah, when I did that, man, I was a moron. What was I thinking? You know? And, <laughs> but at the time, my, my son's a teenager when we're, we told him and anytime he'd be in trouble for something, he would try to turn around on me. Dad, I can't believe you did that. To my <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about me and what I did. Like right. he was so smart and such a man. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a tough time. <laughs> That's pretty, leave it but, to a teenage boy, right? right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're talking about their book relationship grid here and it is a great book. In fact, you know, we read it we love that. You can see it's already getting worn because we took it to the pool and, and read it and we read it because we're in this space, right? You know, we're all about couplepreneurship and, and what I love about this book and, um, is how transparent you guys were in writing this book mm -hmm. and in, in the points, real practical sense. I mean, you share everything just like this experience and, it, and it's, and it's, um, and it's spoken of and provided in a very practical way. I mean, there's so much here. Um, lots of nuggets of gold. One of my favorite, and I wanted to get to, and I even have it marked, marked up in here, is Catherine, you, you mentioned what you call the curse of expectations, which really hit home, I, I think, for us. And we see it with a lot of clients that we work with, mm -hmm. th this curse of expectations. Mm -hmm. would, you, would you mind just uh, kind of uh, defining that, explaining that a little bit more? Well, sure. And also I know like I, I can speak to it in, we used to work together. So John and right. I did, we had right. a, a Moe's Southwest Grill franchise right. and I booked him when he first wrote his book and wanted to get speaking. I was the one making the phone calls all over the country and trying to raise some excitement about this guy, John Gordon. And so the, it, the, the expectations, I mean, it, it came in all ways. Um, you know, he would expect me to make sure the house was always clean or, you know, this was happening for the kids. Of course, I was the one that still had to go pick them up when they were sick, you know, um, um, he, I, I had expectations of him in terms of, you know, why aren't you going to pick up the groceries? Why, you know, there were always, why aren't you handy? Why aren't you handy <laughs> was a big one, you know, cause I still had to do all that. So, you know, and, 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 and you know what? I also wanted him to be a mind reader. Yeah. Mm, and oh, he wasn't good, a mind Catherine. reader, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's good. And we'll so it yeah. And so it really took us starting to have that communication, not fighting about it, but but trying to see each other as a team. And we'll we'll talk more about that in together. Mm -hmm. But um, go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah. I see you grabbing. No, I think I think you, you nailed it in terms of like we have expectations of each other and I would expect Catherine to be a certain way. Like you come into the relationship initially and they are a certain way, like they are the way they are. And then as you as you're as you're married and you go around, go on with the relationship, you expect them to be a certain way, like how you want them to be. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you're not married to your expectation of them. You're married to who they are. But we want them to fulfill our expectation. And so often they don't. And so often we don't 
meet each other's expectations. I'm not handy. And her dad was very handy. He was mm-hmm. a flight engineer. You know, that's not me. When something breaks around the house, the kids don't go, dad, they yell, mom, they yell, mom. If there's a bug to be killed yeah. or a snake to get, yeah. it's mom. It's mom. Like, you know, they, they, she, she handles the, the tough stuff like that. Like, I'm like, you want to, you want a book written? You want to help with your report? Like, come to me. Dad's you your guy. Toilet, yeah, yeah. You want, you want the toilet bowl fixed? Like, Catherine comes from a long line of, uh, of plumbers. plumbers and brothers of plumbers. Okay. Like Catherine will. That's why we get that. along. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's I can, me. I can replace the whole inside of, oh, a, of, a, she, of yeah, a tank. Yeah. I'm like, Catherine, come look at this. We got something wrong here. Yeah. The, so, the toilet keeps running. I've got to go in there. What do we do about this? So then there's, there's the part of, I grew up with a, you know, a Jewish mom, an Italian family, yeah. right? A lot of food, a lot of guilt. So I would expect Catherine to be like my mom, where she would cook all the time and be like a Jewish mother. That's not her greatest love language. Her love language is intimacy. Mine is food. Right. (laughs) So for most guys, right. If her love language is intimacy, they'd be like smiling. Hey, intimacy connection. We know we're talking about here. Sex. They would love that. But sometimes I just want a pot roast. Sometimes (laughs) I just want some food. And so even though, even though I know I'm very lucky and fortunate in that way, like you have expectations, right? I'm coming home. Are you going to make me something? And again, she would go out of her way. But I but it wasn't like her primary thing. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so instead what you have to realize is how about we celebrate each other's differences Yes. instead yes. of focusing on the expectations. I know she's different and now I love and support who she is, not who I want her to be. Yeah. Oh, and we talk about good. that in the book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk about in that book because, you know, John hmm. is very military, very, yeah. he's very disciplined. This guy's been doing the same thing for the last 20 years. He gets up, he walks. I mean, I could tell you what John Gordon does. I can tell you that I probably do something different every day of the week. The only <laughs> constant that I do is drink a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like there, the consistency is it's not there. When we, we wrote this book together, it was like hurting cats. I was like, I was like <laughs> you've got to sit down here and write your section right now. Catherine, write your section. I would, I would sometimes like frame it up and say, okay, here's the section you need to write. Just sit here and write this section. And yep. then she would. But it was literally the dedication and discipline to have her do that. And as she writes her next book, we laughed because I'm like, I'm not doing that. You're going to have to now try this yourself and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I did. The, I've done the outline. I'm coming up with creative ways of how I'm going to actually write it. Because, you know, having him as the, you know, help me with the framework and the bumpers was. I'm, probably still, I'm yeah. actually probably still going to do it. I was going to say, hello, she's got Twice. John Gordon. You guys got right. the perfect person to help. International help bestseller. Right. I mean, right. It's like that gone. Yeah. You know, I love some pot roast for some help. With the <gasps> That's book. a really good go. idea. But I love the style. You, you kind of alluded to it. Mm-hmm. You go back and forth. I love the style. It's so fun mm-hmm. and, and simple to read, mm-hmm. uh, but so deep. But the mm-hmm. style, the way you guys went back, back and forth. Right. You, know. you really get a flavor right. for each of you. Okay. Right. So we did G and R, I. Yep. I, um, you have to invest in your relationship. Yeah. You know, think about it. We're always investing in our friendships and our work relationships, even helping our Mm. children. Right. Which, of course, we have to. And normally Mm. who comes last? A partner. Mm. Right. Yeah. 
And so it's really important to make them a priority and invest in it. I mean, think about it. We have bank account, we have a savings. You don't expect to accumulate money if you're not putting money into it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Okay. So on that, how how do how do the Gordons invest in in their relationship? Mm. What's what's something you guys do? Right. Well, so one of the things we do, and John Gottman did a study, and couples who take time to invest in each other are 85% more likely to stay together. Mm -hmm. So as you know, John Gordon is a writer and a speaker, so he's always writing. I might be across the room with my, you know, hands in the sink, greasy dishes, whatever. And John will go, Hey, honey, can you come in here and read this? It's the last thing I want to do at that moment, right? I might be listening to a podcast or watching a show and I don't, I don't want to go sit and have to focus, but I know, I know, you know, over the past you know, however many years that that is something that goes so far with John and I will come in and I'll read it. I'll give him my input. And so it's those small sacrifices and investing in your relationship that Mm -hmm. just really strengthen it. I think that's a great point. You said Mm -hmm. small sacrifices. Yeah. We often think investments as the big thing, but it actually really is the little things you think about it you could do so much for your spouse. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's always about the big things we, we take for granted in many ways. We don't think about the big things, you got this big house where you might have a car, a nice car, big diamond, right. yeah, big diamond. <laughs> right. but, but those are not the big things. It's those little things that you do for each other. You make time for each other. That's what matters most. So for Catherine, the investment for me might be like waiting for her to go take a walk and we'll go walk together instead yes. of going to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. It might be when she asked me to go get something from the grocery store. Okay, I'll go get that. It might be framing up and helping her think about the next book. I know I'm actually going to be helping her with that, even though I was joking that I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to help her with that because... I've got to invest. It's now that she's speaking and doing her own thing. I'm taking a lot of time when I'm in the middle of writing my book and I've got a lot on my plate. I got teams, I got trainings. We got so much going on. And she wants me to look at her PowerPoint. She wants me to look at her presentation. She wants to run things by me. And I'm having to make the time to do that. And so she invested so much time in me. It was also taking care of our kids when I was on the road and coming home and she was there. And here's the other thing. We, we always, you know, it wasn't always perfect. It wasn't always equal. Mm-hmm. There was an ebb and flow. And there were times Catherine invested a lot more. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like there are times where I'm gonna, I'm having to invest more, mm-hmm. but it's the least I can do. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an ebb and flow. And it doesn't always happen the same week, same month, even the same year. The relationship right. is an ebb and flow and in, in how much you're investing in each other. But you have to, you do have to make time for those small sacrifices. So Absolutely. whereas in the begin, beginning of our marriage, I was always too busy. Don't leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm he doing was the consumer. That's yeah. another thing. You have to be yeah. the investor in your relationship, not a consumer. Mm-hmm. And he was a consumer. Yep. And now over time, I really learned and really worked on being an investor. And now, like if she ever needs something, I'm not too busy. I will. I will make time mm-hmm. unless I'm in the middle yeah. of writing a chapter or a paragraph that is essential. And she's like, John, I'm like, I'm writing. <laughs> Sometimes when a, 
Sometimes I'm in the mad scientist mode of writing and she'll understand that. <laughs> yeah. But for most right. of the time, it's like, no, I'll make time. I have to make time. Yeah. Mm. Well, and with, with investment too, um, earlier you talked about as, as you guys, you know, you, you confessed to Catherine what had happened. You then invested in those little things. You said you left little notes for her by the coffee machine. Right. You did those little things. That's investing too. That's investing yep. in the relationship. Yes. It, other investing is, is date night and, and then taking some a vacation or something together. Those are bigger things. It's those smaller things that that really make all the difference and have the biggest dividends, right? So taking walks on the beach, right? Yeah, that's absolutely, right. absolutely. Right. We've shared, you know, a similar thing. But, you know, Laura left left me, and um, I had anger issues and was it was violent in the home, and she finally had enough and left me year three, and um, and we we stayed that you know we got back together because of God. We put God there mm-hmm. first, and then became intentional. You know, invested, started investing in our relationship, mm-hmm. and for the first you know for the next couple of years, year to two years, mm-hmm. it was just all seems like we were just kind of going through the motions sure. our hearts weren't there mm-hmm. but over time it, it comes back mm-hmm. if you do these things mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that you're sharing absolutely and then then you look at us look at us today right mm-hmm. so okay tea. What, tea we have tea last one in grit oh. Tea. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to do it together. And mm-hmm. that was a little bit about what John said a minute ago. Yeah. It doesn't even always mean that it's equal but you have to both want it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like tug of war. So if you're both on the same side of the rope, I mean, if you're both on the opposite sides, I'm sorry, right. your, your power is split. You, 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 you've cut your strength in half, right? Mm-hmm. But if you both are on the same side of the rope, you're pulling together mm-hmm. and your strength is doubled. So you got to do it together, but it's not always equal. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great analogy. Tug of war. Oh, love right? that. Um, being, and being on the same side. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we looked at it. We had to come to the, the finally the conclusion or the understanding that it's not a 50 50. I love how you said, you know, it ebb and flows, John. Mm-hmm. It's the, that's kind of the lie that it, the relationship is a 50 50 kind of a thing mm-hmm. or that we meet in the middle. You know, uh, you know, we found it's really 100 percent. Sometimes you're the 100, one. 100. Yeah. 100, 100. Mm-hmm. You both got to, you know, be given to 100 mm-hmm. percent. And um, mm-hmm. and together. I love yes. I love the. Uh, the uh, pulling of the rope mm-hmm. analogy. That's a good one. I'm yeah. going to hack that one. Okay. So you may see that. Yes. See Catherine that in our told book. Me the other day too. Catherine said the other day, she was, you know, together has two T's in it. Yeah. And so you're yeah. a team. And when you're on the same team, you don't keep score. Right. So, you know. Right. You know what? And that, that's really good too. And um, here right. we're, Everybody that's listening or watching, you've got two couples here. We've been married almost 30 years. You guys have been married for how long? Oh, 26 years. It'll be 27 in May. Okay. So young couples, listen to us. (laughs) We we do know a thing or two, right? Um, About those things that, you know, in the beginning, we make uh, a mountain out of molehill of of everything, right? But it is taking the time um, to be intentional, to to have the grit that you need in the relationship um, and resolve out of all the grit of all the the, um, acronym. Resolve is my favorite. Um, because you do have to be resolved. You you have to be resolved yeah. that no matter what, um, we're we're going to see this through. Um, and what's going to be on the other side is is worth it. Yeah, so, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? yes. So what we mentioned, we've been married. Mm-hmm. You know, we're almost thirty. Uh, you what, twenty six, twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. What is what is something that seems to be you know what's the what, what's the biggest thing that you've learned mm-hmm. to do or not to do in uh, you know twenty seven years of marriage. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go first. Um, I was going to say something else, but I realized one of the biggest things for us in terms of me is having grace for each yeah. other. You know, we're not perfect. And, you know, we still have our struggles. I, I have my struggles and mm -hmm. it's, it's John having grace in that and, and, and giving me space to figure them out within our relationship that I think goes a long way yeah. for grace. For me, Catherine actually taught me this the other day. She even said it to me. She said, you know, you know what the key to a successful relationship is? I said, what? She said, making each other feel wanted. Mm -hmm. wow. Like hmm. You got to make each other feel wanted because if someone else is giving you attention and wants you, you naturally are going to pull in that direction because you all want to be wanted. Every Correct. one of us wants to be wanted, right? I love and that. So yeah. it's important that we make each other feel wanted and loved. And guess what? When you feel wanted, you want to be with the person who wants you. Yeah. So yeah. my job is to make her feel wanted. And the more I love her, the more she's going to want to be with me because why we're all searching for love. Yeah. Mm. So when you become love, right, you become love, you become what everyone is searching for. So she doesn't have to go searching for love somewhere else. She feels yeah. my love and she know she knows God loves her, right? Mm -hmm. God loves you and I love you. And that wanting is really a key to a great relationship. And then the grace she mm -hmm. talked about when we do mess up, you know, she gave me grace knowing that I'm not, Perfect. She doesn't hold that over my head anymore. She doesn't condemn me. I know other couples where, you know, the spouse may have cheated in the past and they use that as a weapon, mm -hmm. their entire relationship. Yeah. And that's not a successful relationship if you're doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. and now let me say something, because I'm sure there are couples listening that might be going through this. It doesn't mean that they have a pass. And I, and I know the pain, a pass. Yeah. I know that pain, but if you really love this person, really, if you love them, then you, you, you need to give that grace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that because it, it is tempting just to, to throw in the towel and say it can't be saved. But here we've got an example of it, it can and not only be saved, but the marriage thrives. Right. And, and you guys, are, I'm better. sure. Yeah. And yeah. even better. You can't even imagine. Um, Our marriage the, is seriously. And I can say this only because we've gone through so much is is the most amazing, loving intimate relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because of the hard work yeah. and yes. it's still work. It's still work. Yeah. So. Uh, that's a good word, Catherine. Again, if we're talking to some, some younger couples that might be, you know, getting married in Richard's favorite word, they're all Twitter pated and everything's, you know, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Hard times are going to come. They're, yes, they're they going are. to come. Doesn't whatever it might be, you know, something that you guys experience could be a financial thing, could be an, an illness, whatever it is. Your children. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. cause a lot of, yeah. Yes. A lot a of lot. stress and, and strife. Yeah. But, yeah. but being resolved to stay together so that you, you get to be our age and you have a marriage that again, mm -hmm. others would be envious of. Right. And, and that's, yeah. you got married for a reason. Right. Hopefully most people exactly. get married. They love each other. And what are the words that we say at a, a, a ceremony? Right. Till death do all the things. Right. Sickness, right. health, death do us part. Did you really mean that when you got married? Did you really mean that? Well, right. if you really meant it, well, then you need to have some grit.
right? Right. So, yes. Speaking yes. of which, Was looking for does looking death for- do us part mean until you die or until she kills you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, death is death, John. So <laughs> that's been, great. I think close to that one. Yeah. Well, hey, if that you're looking sense. for, you know, you're looking for a, a passionate, mm-hmm. you know, um, secure, adventurous marriage. You know, mm-hmm. it takes grit. Mm-hmm. And uh, John and Kathy in their book, Relationship Catherine. Or Catherine. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, we I have... just corrected you, and I'm not supposed to do that either. Right, you do that. <laughs> I've been teaching. On that. We have That's a video okay, on that. Laura, Laura, I was going to correct him. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Catherine, I know we got great friends that are called John and <laughs> We do have good friends called John and Kathy, so it is kind of. John and Catherine. Yes. <laughs> so let's get to the point here. A great book here. Mm-hmm. It, it's a must read. Mm-hmm. They're not here to push the book. We're here to push the book. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's a fun book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very transparent, just like this conversation we were having. They're very tra- uh, transparent and, mm-hmm. and share share their lives and their love, mm-hmm. um, their uh, pros, their cons, the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. It's all in here you know mm-hmm. check it out and um how can um well can i say one yeah, thing too yeah. um yeah we, we we do want to offer up links and we're here too where yeah. you're watching in the show notes there's going to be links to, to john and then yeah. also also catherine catherine's great podcast you certainly want to check out um but catherine thing, for real catherine for real she you is guys will be she is on real my po- released on my podcast this week so it comes Sweet. out tomorrow oh right. awesome that, that'll be a good that one that was a lot of fun <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that'll be a good one um yeah. i, I want to ask as we're wrapping yeah. up here um Hmm. What was, do you guys mind sharing the prayer that, yeah. that John, you guys, that you determined that you were resolved to speak over your marriage and over your family? Do you mind sharing that with us? Sure. You want to say it together? Yeah. What do you say? Why don't we say it together? Sure. Even better. God, we invite you into our marriage and family to love us, to heal us, to unite us and to strengthen us so we can grow strong together and serve you together and raise children that glorify and honor you. Right there, everybody. There go. That's the Back this up, pause it, write it down. If you don't have your own prayer. Yeah. Sometimes we might, you know, we say unite and heal in, in, in different like orders. Well, but it's, sometimes we'll mix yeah, it up. Yeah, it's usually mm-hmm. the same thing. So um, we have a free action plan and it's the relationship grit action awesome. plan. And I'll make sure to give you those links so sure. you can share those with your listener. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, um, I'll send you my prayer if they, you know, they're welcome to use our prayer or any part of it to come up mm. with their own or use ours. So. And one thing I want to add, is, one thing I want to add is that you said, you know, like, yeah, we about pushing the book. The interesting thing is, yeah, we don't want to push the book. We just want like you to save marriages. And I think right. we're both aligned in that mission. I love the work you do because yes. you care so much about mm. couples. You want them to be stronger. You want them to, to stay together. And we love that. That's what you're all about. Mm. And that's what we're about. I got a, a DM about a year ago and the guy was struggling with his relationship with his wife. He said they were headed for divorce. Mm. So I told him to read relationship grit and try to get her to read it too. Well, he responded like a few months later saying, John, I thought you were just trying to sell me one of your books, but I read it. It's funny how people are so cynical, but he goes, I read it with her. I want you to know we were literally going to get divorced. We had the papers and everything, and we decided to postpone the divorce and we're staying married. And then literally later sent me a picture of his family, his wife and kids on vacation together Aww. and all loving and, and hugging. And I said to Catherine, that's why we wrote that book. That's why we shared our story. We shared our dirty laundry. That's why I was willing to be transparent because my brother's like, why are you doing this? You know, you're a best-selling <laughs> right. author. People love your work. Why are you going to share your past? 
is we have to help people create their future. And if I don't share my past, then they're not going to know it's possible to change. And if I can change and we can change and we can stay together, anybody can, they need to know that they can. And so that's why we wrote it. Love that. Love Guys, you, you've given couples that are listening right now, you've given them hope, right? You, somebody's listening that's going through some some struggles, regardless of what it is, and you've given them hope. So, and and we love that. Um, and that that's our intention as well. So, I just want to share one more thing. I know um, we want, we need to wrap this up, but you're good. another great thing, and especially because I know this is specifically for couples that are working together, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that really helped us was to have a family meeting mm-hmm. and to sit around the table. And even if they don't have children to weekly, just sit down and have a Bible verse or, or something motivational, read it and just discuss what's going on for that week. It, it absolutely helped build a really strong foundation for our family to connect. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always easy to sit down and do it, but I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Is that a business but a relationship. Yeah, not business. Mm-hmm. Really, if you if you are in a in a, in a, you know, do not talk business. It's 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 for the home, mm-hmm. and it's being intentional. So your your kids see you being intentional about it. And I'm sure there were times where both of them were like, "Oh, do we have to do this right now?" Right? Uh, and sometimes that was me. You know, (laughs) really, sometimes I was in the middle of something like, oh, here we go. But it never failed to be exactly what we needed. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Great advice. That is so real. So, well, I am pushing the book because (laughs) it really has been meaningful to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it'll be very meaningful for you to read this again. It's it's the very transparent. It's fun. It's easy to read. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are simple things you can do. Not easy, Mm -hmm. but simple. Practical things. Simple, practical things. Yep. So there we go. All right. So that's going to do it for this part of the of the podcast. We are going to move over to the member area. Um, so if you're members, you go over and you can watch we'll the, the bonus content, the lightning round that we'll go through with, with John and Catherine. And if not, um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Couplepreneur Life. If you found this content informative, please help us reach other couplepreneurs by sharing this episode and leaving us a review. And be sure to like and follow us on your favorite social network. For greater contact with us, exclusive content to make your business and your marriage the best it can be, and a private community of powerful couplepreneurs just like you, join the club, Club Couplepreneur. To learn more, go to thecplife.com forward slash club. We'll see you there and next time on The Couplepreneur Life.